Hello and welcome back to the Couch GM Podcast. My name is Ryan Parker. I'm joined, as always, by Matt Chamberlain. How you doing, Matt? I'm tired because I have a newborn baby still. Um, she's still around, and it's really cool though. So I'm doing pretty good. I've watched a lot of basketball at the, 2 a.m. The this, reruns. <laughs> this is, I think, the earliest podcast we've ever recorded yeah, at, 8 sure. at 8 a.m. Yeah. I'm leaving for vacation. One, two, three, Cancun for Ryan Parker. <laughs> Uh, so that that's what's happening i'm not actually going to cancun but because uh, mexico won't let us in right now but uh yeah the, there's there's that um so this is episode 76 matt we've somehow made it stumbled to that's episode fine. 76 and it, it's just incredible right if the suns and spurs can be competitive in the bubble then we can keep chugging on keep chugging on our next milestones episode 124 yeah. away We'll probably hit there after the playoffs, I would assume, if we're going to... Depends do... on how often we're able to. Depends on how long Annie wants to sleep at night or Golly. not sleep. If we places. have to do emergency podcast middle of the night with Annie in tow, <laughs> we'll do it. That's we'll fine. do it. <laughs> Anyways, before we dive more into the episode, uh, remember to follow us on social media. We have like 80 plus followers on instagram right now yeah. big which, jump from the last week yeah from like the 10 we had so welcome to our instagram um also our uh you can follow us on twitter our instagram handle is at couch gm podcast our twitter handle is at nba couch gm pod because uh, someone had couch gm podcast as twitter handle when we created it and it's dumb and i think they still have it give They're, us give us give us the handle you know they would they wouldn't let us buy it off of them that yeah was, that was the problem yeah that sure let's chalk it up to that it's like saying the wizards couldn't win a championship this year because davis bertans didn't show up to the bubble <laughs> hey the man can bomb threes so <laughs> never doubt never doubt a tall white guy who can shoot so uh <clears throat> if you haven't already subscribed to us on apple Podcasts, spotify google player stitcher and leave us a rating as well we would greatly appreciate that um I'm doing the uh, recap for episode 75. I almost passed Matt, and my brain is just <laughs> zapped at 8 a.m. already. Um, we talked about all of the knee injuries, Simmons, Jaron Jackson, Ben Simmons, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Jonathan Isaac for the Orlando Magic. Um, we talked about at length about each Western Conference team before the playoffs. Um, so go check that out. I think it's still ap- applicable mm-hmm. um, even now that seeding games are done uh, so go check it out uh we talked about some games to watch last week matt had portland dallas on tuesday um he had portland winning that game and they did by yeah. three um, damn was that his 61 point game no that was that was that his, was that his 51 point I game i have no <laughs> idea i think it was his 51 but Jesus. that was that put some respect on my name that's game. that's what yep that's right I had the Rocket Spurs on Tuesday as well. Uh, I said Houston would win. San Antonio ended up winning that game by yeah. quite a large margin. Yeah. You you killed the Spurs in that game, but they stayed alive for they, one more game. They did. And then Matt had San Antonio, Utah on Thursday, uh, the 13th, and when they needed an absolute must win, they couldn't get it against well, Jordan, Jordan Clarkson. Co. Well, they already knew they were out going to that game because yeah. going into the game the suns had just won yeah and so the spurs were mathematically eliminated so then they sat demar and like Dejounte and and all the every, guys all the guys yeah um but they still almost won 118 <laughs> yeah. 112 um so that's wild i don't know who's scoring 100 combined 112 points <laughs> we'll talk about keldon johnson in a little bit that dude's <laughs> been balling <laughs> Uh, and then I had Bucks Grizzlies uh, on Thursday, and I said Giannis might not play in that game, and I didn't see the headbutt coming. <laughs> Mo, so, Mo Wagner undefeated. No, so, the Grizzlies need to send him a signing bonus or something. So the Grizzlies end up winning that game, which in in tow gets them into the playoffs essentially. While well, the playing game, uh, which would be a hu- is a huge win for year one and John mm-hmm. Moran. Uh, and that's what we talked about in episode 75. So, Matt, what what happened this week? So, the, of course, the main topic is the seeding games are done. The Suns and Spurs missed out on the playoffs. The Spurs, again, had a real shot. Suns had a real shot. The Suns went 8-0 and and still missed the playoffs, which is pretty remarkable and tells you a lot about how far back they were. It makes you question why they were invited in the first place, but then makes it for that much cooler of a story. 
Yeah, someone was like, man, I feel bad for the Suns. I was like, yeah, I don't. They should have played better in the other 60-plus games they played beforehand. Why'd you, why'd you only win 25 games There's going that. into the bubble? <laughs> There's you know, that. Um, so the Blazers finished as the eight, um, as Damian Lillard carried the state of Oregon on his back <laughs> down in Orlando. And then the Grizzlies coming in clutch against Milwaukee because they were just sliding. Um Shout out, they need to send Mo Wagner some very real money. I'm not kidding, like tamper. Because um, that's the only reason you got in the playoffs right now. Um, Grizzlies got the nine as the play-in game. So, first play-in game is later today, Saturday, August 15th. It's at 1.30 p.m. Central Time. If the Grizzlies are able to win that game, and we'll give our prediction for that later, um, the next game, the next and final game is Sunday at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. Winner goes to the playoff, winner leaves the bubble. Now, news, news. Well, we can get some coaching things um, right quick. So Chicago, they were probably pretty jealous. They weren't in the bubble, so they had to make some news. They have fired head coach Jim Boylan. This guy, I feel horrible for this guy. He He was was not set up for success in this role. I mean, they fired... um, Hoiberg. Hoiberg. And... They were like, he's interim coach. Now he's just coach. And everyone was like, what? Wait. What? What? This is like three-game experiment with this guy. And you all of a sudden just make him your full-time head coach. Like, what's happening here? I know there were some front-off changes this past mm-hmm. season. Yes. They, and they so a new um, GM vice, and, vice president yeah, and stuff. All that stuff. And so they definitely want to get their own head coach in there. But... Um, just kind of interesting. I think Zach Levine's probably doing cartwheels somewhere still. And this news broke on like Wednesday yeah. <laughs> or thir- Friday, whenever it was. Who knows what day it is. Um, he's honestly. still probably partying and doesn't even know what yep. day it is at this point. Nope. So shout yeah. out to Zach Levine. Yeah, I know. Um, the Bulls definitely had reached their boiling point with Jim Boiling. Jeez. Um, <laughs> he's so <laughs> proud of himself for making that joke. Um, you can't see his face, but he's so, so excited. That's just the thing is like. He he didn't work. It just it doesn't work. He was Tibbs, old Tibbs 2.0. Like it just the style just wasn't there. That there was no innovation to what he was doing. It it was just he kept doing the same things over and over and praying something would go mm. different. That's just the definition of insanity, right? Mm. Like, I mean, Kobe White was a nice revelation, but I don't credit Jim Boylan for Kobe White. But all Kobe White would just like screw it. I'm just gonna run fast and transition and score. Like that's all I did. And I mean, don't get me wrong, Kobe White's a better player than I'm giving him credit for. But I don't, I don't think it was Jim Boylan that brought out the best in Kobe White. Zach Levine was good again this year. He was hot at the beginning, and then he went back to being Zach Levine. Um, Markkinen still hasn't recovered at all. His confidence just seems shot at this point. Getting yeah. him out of Chicago. Wendell, can, I just need to get on the court. Yeah. Otto Porter yep. Jr. His confidence looks shot. Like, he doesn't want to be there anymore. I, I don't know what they're doing. They need major overhauls. They're starting with the front office. This is probably a good move, too. Maybe you go get some Kenny Atkinson type of guy or some really, you know, important, good assistant. I tweeted out from the, our account, um, Adrian Griffin. He, mm. he coached for the Raptors in that game where Nick Nurse sat down um, just because Nick Nurse went on load management for a game. <laughs> and... uh you know, he's a former Bull um, as a player, so maybe he gets a shot. Um, there's other guys across the league that could get some shots there. People are calling for Mark Jackson. Listen, you know. if like if you haven't watched Brooklyn Nets in the bubble, like you need to give legit credit to Jack and Vaughn. Yeah, right? like go he, get him. If, if the if Nets, Nets aren't going to bring him back, if the Nets don't bring him as head coach, he's got to be. Yeah, Jack Vaughn's really. I mean, he was a former guard in the league. Like he he knows the NBA in and out. He's been an assistant now. He he's getting the most out of that Nets team that doesn't have a lot. And we'll talk more about them here in a little bit. But there's going to be some legit candidates out there. Yeah. But aren't any of them going to pick Chicago? Because there there might be some other openings too. Um, That's a good point. I'm just going to throw another name out there. Stan Van Gundy. Oh. He's been so good as a commentator though. I really don't want him to go back to coaching right now. Yeah. But like him and like Kevin Harlan or. And Iron Eagle, just whoever you put Stan Van Gundy with, it's going. It's so good. It's, it's good. It's so good. Um, but I'm just going to throw that name out there. A couple other coaching things. Brad Stevens and Nate McMillan both got contract extensions. Stevens with the Celtics, McMillan with the Pacers. Again, 
well-deserved for both of those guys, especially, I would say, McMillan in Indiana, like, doing a lot with what seems like not a lot right now. You want to say getting the most out of the roster? Like, if any other coach is in Indiana, this te- this team's, like, below a six, right? Like yeah. Oh, yeah, they're more in, like, that feisty Nets magic <laughs> tier. Um, but, you know, shout out to both of those guys. They deserve it. Um, this is this is something that's actually really important, which is Russell Westbrook is expected to miss the first several playoff games due, a, due to a strained quad. Several could mean a couple. Several could mean five. And we don't know yet. But they're going to be playing the Thunder. And I'm going to be really disappointed if the Thunder like beat the Rockets and the Rockets don't have Russ because there's going to be an excuse there. Because I want to see Russ and Chris Paul just go at it. This would be incredible, right? Like, I mean, the... F- Thunder Rockets, what we've been claim, th- we as Thunder fans have been clamoring for this whole season because we want to see Russ back mm-hmm. in Oklahoma City for a playoff game, but you know that's not happening now. But um, it's going to be an interesting series. We'll talk about it here in a bit. Now. Yeah, and then Ryan, our boy, got to do the virtual fan experience for the was it Thunder Heat? Thunder Heat. <laughs> it was uh, it was kind of an awkward deal. Uh, I got a ticket. A virtual ticket from one of my friends and um i sat on for the whole game watched the whole game um got on tv a couple times because we sat right behind the thunder bench it was kind of a cool thing um technology wise like it's a really awesome thing uh that the nba is doing this like kudos to them for figuring out a way to get fans involved still yeah like this could have been very easily like something not done by the nba and just kind of like it was kind of a why not. Yeah. Like, let's just try it. Well, I think it was interesting. I think it's something that the NBA might experience, experiment with later. Mm-hmm. Like, in arena experiences, like, virtually. Like, let's say you can sell tickets to like an arena VR, that's already really sold out. Yeah. Like, you're More overselling revenue. the arena without, like, really breaking any fire codes, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Like, that, that's a huge win for, like, if NBA teams can implement this, like, I would pay, I don't know. Ten dollars to have like a cool cam on yeah. courtside for a playoff game, like yeah. why not? Like it's something. It's a different viewing experience for sure. With all that being said, it's not the best viewing experience by far, um, because like I have a sixty-five inch four K TV and like that b- blows away whatever my computer can do. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of cool hanging out, meeting some Thunder fans. Um, I just like it was. It was fine. I wouldn't do it again, honestly. Um, but you got to do it once. I got to do it once, and I got to say it did. In the so. inaugural bubble. So that's, like, cool. Yeah. I, like, I made NBA history. No big deal. Yeah. Put you in the Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> I, they literally put everyone in, in basketball Hall of Fame. <laughs> I've been there, and, I like, Rick Pitino was in there, and this was, like, 2013. I was like, what is <laughs> happening right now? Uh, that's funny. Um I wonder if he's still in it or if they had to take him out for a little bit. Uh, I, um, doubt, I doubt they even remembered to so, take him out. Um, so we'll talk about the quote-unquote end of the regular season, um, how it finished up, what the standings ended up being, and um, the the bubble awards. Um, mm, mm. So first of all, we'll just run through the order. So how it finished out. So in the West goes Lakers as the one, Clippers as the two, Nuggets as the three, Thunder as the four. Let's go. Um, Rockets as the five. Jazz as the six. Mavericks as the seven. Portland at eight. And Grizzlies at nine. Grizzlies getting that chance to play Portland for that eight seed. Um, before I move on to the East, any any parting thoughts for the Suns and Spurs, Ryan? Good Lord. The Suns, like, if they don't make the playoffs next year, it's going to be... It's going to be like this Kings thing we talked about yeah. right, going into this year. Like, yeah. You have the expectations, and if they like fall flat on their face, yeah, it's going to be pretty disappointing. That's another thing we missed in the news. Uh, Vladi Divac stepped down as the yes, GM. Yes, he did do that. Um, so Stepped down? Step, he was fired. Oh, let's be real. Um, but, I mean, like that's my thing on the Suns. Is like, if they don't really move, take that next leap next year, and they're not like a 40-plus win team, then... What's the point of this? Yeah. Like, what's the point of going 8-0 and, like, having all this momentum? Yeah. Uh, shout out to the Spurs for <laughs> losing their 20-plus 20, 20 year playoff streak. Yeah. That's, that's sad. Um, that Kings bit real quick. Yeah, they brought in Joe Dumars, like, yeah. kind of randomly um, a while ago. And everyone's like, why? And then this happened, and it's like, ah. 
that's that makes why. sense yeah I, I heard this rumor a couple weeks ago and then it came to fruition now so it's like yeah that's that's tough but again this the kings you had Divac and you had Stojakovic in mm. your front office mm. and you didn't draft Luka Doncic. <laughs> that that alone is the nail in the coffin. Like Yeah. So yeah. two guys immensely plugged in, not just cuz they're European but they they are plugged into European basketball and they didn't take Luka Doncic. Um that that should have gotten fired the day after the draft, but you know, here we it are. It takes 2 years when the guy ends up being an MVP candidate and you know, leapfrogging your team that you're and running. Marvin Bagley's played in like 50 games um so there's that um i'll just yeah there's that um i wouldn't be surprised if luke walton's not the coach there anymore but i mean new new regime right it's just you bring in your guys it's kind of like the jim boylan thing yeah um so spurs Suns, real quick so Suns, i was talking to you about this off air ryan so i hope this Suns thing is like kind of real right like let's just assume like devin booker kind of is taking that step into next superstardom DeAndre Ayton is like, oh, maybe you weren't worth the number one pick because there was Doncic, but like you were worth the number two pick, like actually worth it. Like that would be cool if some of their other pieces, um, like Ubre and and Bridges, um, start coming along. Like that's really, um, I think good for the NBA to mm-hmm. have like good mm-hmm. young guys, um, out there still. Saric kind of revitalized himself. Javon Carter off the bench. Pick. I texted you about this. Javon Carter picking up guys full court and just you could tell the frustration on these guys' face and like he was like it was like good full court defense it wasn't just like the whoever was on ball were like you know do one crossover and then javon carter would just be like sprinting back because i know javon carter like just turned with him and he's like no you're gonna have to like <laughs> go past me like legit make like five moves if you want to get by me and you just tell every guy was like, "What in the world is this?" Can you just like go on the other side of half court and pick me up yeah, there, thanks? Yeah, I know somewhere Bob Huggins is on top of a West Virginia mountain spiraling. Um, so that was really cool. Singing, take me home. <laughs> um, that that was honestly pretty cool. I do wonder though, did the Suns more than any other team because they are so youthful and inexperienced mm. benefit from the bubble? Because it's kind of like. It's kind of like college, you know. You you have you're living in the dorms, and you wake up at seven fifty five for your eight a.m. class, and you walk across the street, and you're in, at your class. Yeah. You know, like in seven fifty eight, you're sitting in your seat, yeah, like taking out your backpack and all there's, that. There's stuff. just such a you just have to get yourself there, but there's really a lack of responsibility that you can implement and still do what you need to do. Yeah, I guess Devin Booker is more used to that environment where he doesn't have to play important playoff <laughs> games, but you know. I, I should stop harping on Devin Booker because I'm going to say good things about him. But I think Eventually. you're right. Like, it's a young team that... They didn't have to worry about travel or families yeah. or going home. Any and, of that stuff. And driving to the arena the next day, right? Because who wants to deal with Phoenix traffic? Like, it's <laughs> it's just like you, you took away all the adult responsibilities besides just like do your job. And your job is playing basketball, so that's really cool and fun. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't feel like a job. I, I just think like they got to be young guy mm, mm. young professionals and just kind of like learn in the like the greatest internship type experience ever in this bubble is essentially what i'm kind of chalking this up to so now it's like can you learn from this and take away from this and go apply it into i don't know maybe it's a bubble again next year but into maybe traveling and real nba type performance um and settings so I'm, I'm curious what kind of uh experiment this ends up being and spurs i like that they embrace the youth Yep. I, I like that. The Lonnie Walkers, um, DeJounte, Derek White, Keldon Johnson. Keldon Johnson went berserk. Dude, like, <laughs> didn't play for this team, like, hardly at all all year. And then March, he played a couple games, like, four games in a row. And then season got canceled. And then he balled out. Yeah. And he, like, I, I was curious when he came into the league, like, is he just going to be, like, kind of a defender, rebound, cutter? It's like, no, he was, like, hitting jump shots, like, and a couple off the dribble. He shot over sixty five percent from three. That I mean, on like, that's the on like one, four attempts a game. <laughs> that's the one thing that like the Spurs are really good at, like taking guy. Oh, you don't shoot here. Come over here. We'll right. teach you. Because like Kawhi wasn't. A, he was that. Like yeah. not saying Kelton Johnson's gonna be Kawhi Leonard, but like it's in he, the same mold. He so. didn't have a jump shot. He didn't certainly have a three point yeah. shot. Like pull up off dribble three. Like he didn't do that. Yeah. And now like. You can see that progress with Keldon Johnson. It's basically, just don't play your first year. We're just going to practice. Yeah. And you just got to embrace practice. And then eventually it'll work out. And here we are. 
yet again <laughs> doing the same thing and it's working for the Spurs. I feel more hopeful about the Suns and Spurs now than I did way before the bubble. Oh, 100%. Yeah, before the bubble, I was like concerned that both of these teams needed to like start it down. Yeah. yeah. Um, go asset acquisition mode. But I mean, I'm not saying they shouldn't still be looking for asset acquisition, but not nearly to the degree that I was thinking in my head before the bubble started. I, I think the Spurs could regroup and make the playoffs next year. And I think the I wouldn't Suns be shocked. should straight up just take someone's playoff spot next year. But, I mean, in the West, it's hard. That's the thing. Yeah, you could win 40 games and not make the playoffs. So, it depends on what your definition of success taking a step is. But, um, but overall, like, those teams, like, they got to go into the offseason way more pleased mm-hmm. than they mm-hmm. initially thought they probably would. All right, East, real quick, the order. Bucks 1, Raptors 2, Celtics 3, Pacers 4, Heat mm-hmm. 5, 76ers at 6, Nets 7, Magic 8. Really, when you had the order, Pacers, Heat were still kind of quabbling for that 4-5, but it didn't matter because they were playing each other anyway. I mean, there's no home court advantage because, I mean, unless you get to pick the jersey. So, there's Whatever. That, but but they, know. I mean, like, the Heat wear, like, all red when they're a home team, so yeah. it doesn't, whatever. Yeah. Unless they're wearing matter. the Vice jersey, they don't care. Yeah. Um. So, now we're going to get into a bit of a discussion here. We're going to go all bubble teams. Yes. So, we'll go MVP of the bubble, coach of the bubble, first team all bubble, Bubble most improved player, bubble rookie um, for both Ryan and I. We'll talk about a few guys that are about to get paid because of the bubble. Um, And then we'll give some predictions for these first round playoff matchups. But real quick, Ryan, before we get started, we talked about the Hall of Fame a little. Should there be a dedicated wing or space in the hall of fame for the bubble i mean you kind of have to have it right, right like, like this is such a unique time in basketball history treat it like more of a museum yeah and we need a tj warren plaque you need there. a tj warren like 50 point game Shrine. against ben simmons <laughs> on one tv and then dame 60 60 point game on the other just yeah. on constant loop and just all the time. That like, so cool. erect statues of those guys. <laughs> That's what it needs to happen. Honestly, I'm somewhat serious here. I want a spot in the Hall of Fame for this bubble. Because it's like, hopefully, never happens again. Yeah. I mean, so. like, it's such a Like, the NBA has never experienced this. And honestly, it's kind of a weird social experiment, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> like it very much is. Like, can you trap how many guys in uh, like a closed off space for how long and like what's the quality of basketball and it's yeah. it's just this weird deal we like, need, we need like a chicken wings area um <laughs> and with like the little like you know when you walk up and you you read the plaque like the big plaque and S- sweet lou, lou will <laughs> lemon pepper lou, lemon pepper lou. <laughs> um oh, like all golly. like the little things that happened like i i want that i yeah. just want it um it'd be funny it'd be cool you know all like kids would remember it then as they grow up anyway somewhat seriously let's do this um all right mvp ryan who's my mvp of the bubble it's got to be devin booker i was talking crap on him earlier he was really good he's the reason the Suns were eight no like it's not it's cute that we talked about deandre ayton and who was good yeah i mean Bridges was good yeah it's they're all good players but like devin booker went supernova yeah like he was incredible didn't shoot the ball like super well like from don't don't actually look at the percentage yeah don't like he still he was the playmaker for this team right like he was the offense for this team um just super encouraging to see him kind of take a step like he had this gear i think i mean we've seen flashes of it when he scored 70 against boston um and a loss (laughs) You, you always have to bring that up, don't you, huh? Uh, <laughs> anyways, I, I think Dame's a close second in my mind, but Devin Booker, the Suns don't get in the like serious play-in conversation if he's like 75% of what he was. Yeah. So just real quick, Devin Booker's stats in the bubble. So average 34 minutes a game. Overall shot 50% from the field. Um, Three-point attempts, though, 31% on six a game. Not great, but that tells you then if he had a 50% field goal percentage overall, that his two-point game was like, really just good. Re- yeah, incredible. Um, basically, didn't miss a free throw. Five rebounds, six assists a game. 
on only that's two and been a half, the night that, two and that, a half turnovers. That was the kind of revelation here is that he he's a legit playmaker. He was playmaking. He right? creates, yeah, and averaged thirty and a half points. So like that's incredible, right? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like Damian going off for sixty, but like the fact that they uh, they're the only team undefeated, and if you had that on a betting line, I don't know. Oh what my the, god, you made so much money. I, I know. I have. I don't know. Like I would have never predicted that the Suns would go eight. No, and like he's the root reason for all of it, and yeah. I, I think he's just the most deserving of bubble MVP. Yeah. So. I went with Dame. Mm-hmm. I, I totally get the Booker thing. Like to me, it was him or or Dame um, in the situation. It was just there. There's something about Dame's mentality of like he's so I'm, fun to watch. I I don't care. I'm I'm doing whatever I want to do. And like doing me wrong, like Booker was obviously really good, but there are times where it's like you could get into Devin Booker a little bit yeah. and get him off his game. I mean, the good thing was like. The team was good, and he was able to, you know, fix it real quick. But like, Dame did more still than Booker. He was uh, like, he's like, I talk about Devin Booker as the reason that the Suns went eight. No, Dame is the reason. The Portland's s- in this playoff. Portland's not only in the play-in, but they're the eight, right? Yeah. Like they jump Memphis, yes, to get into the eight, and that says something about Dame and his off-court leadership. I don't think it gets enough credit. Yeah. Um, in like these types of conversations, uh, especially around most valuable player, and it just shows. Like it showed. Like you can tell. Like Nurkic is diving on the floor late in that Nets yeah. game, and yeah. it's not. So is Dame. So, Dame. but Dame's right there doing the same thing. thing. It's not because, like, it's like, oh well, that's like a hu- nice, cute hustle play. That's what Damian Lillard expects from his teammates. He's doing it too. Right. Exactly. So a couple of things. So one, I'll I'll run through these stats real quick, and then I have a little more commentary on Dame. So playing 42 minutes a game. Jeez. He's like, I'm not coming out. I love this shot. Just under 50 percent, 49.7 percent from the field. Um, almost 44 percent from three. Um, basically, the only free throws he missed were in that LA game. Yeah. It's Clippers. Yep. Again, unfortunate, but it happened. Four and a half rebounds, nine and a half assists. Like. So it's not just that he's going for 50 or 60. It's that he's like, he could get a double-double. Yeah. Just off of points and assists still, which is ridiculous. Um, Stealing a half a game, 37 and a half points per game. And part of it's going for 51, 61, 42 to To end end it. Yeah. Averaging 50 a game for the last three because you needed all three wins to get into the playoffs and be the eight. That's, so I think it's always been Russell Westbrook has got the, the, taking the mantle according to the media of the mamba mentality but that's because dame just hasn't got the respect he's deserved and i think after the bubble like there's no i there's no question anymore dame is the mamba mentality if anyone has it so here's a legit question we talk about like not traveling dame's played on like the farthest west coast team possible yeah and now he's playing on east coast times where it's like prime time Mm-hmm. Like that benefits him more than anything else, well, like, right? Yeah, they're they don't have to f- like because they have to fly way more than any other team because mm-hmm. they're so yep. far away. Whereas like if you play in the Northeast, like Philly, Boston, New York, Toronto, like you're just all right there. Like you can get on a one hour flight and you're everywhere. There. Yeah, and Portland, like it's way longer. Um, even to get down to California, so yeah, that probably benefits them too. Is just, it's less travel. Um, but so Dame is he's balling. He he was clutch i devin booker had clutch shots D- dame had clutch games you know <laughs> yeah um yeah. and the suns like they they went eight no and they still couldn't make the playoffs so it's it's not that they were playing with house money but they were if they were like 95 percent playing with house money right because yeah. they could they could win or lose and it didn't matter for right. them um it memphis just had to win a, a game that's all memphis had to win a game and the suns were out and they finally did it um <laughs> And, but it's the same reason Suns won some of their games is like they played the Mavs and like Porzingis didn't play and Luca only played part of the game, right? So like you give them credit for winning the game, but they weren't going against full strength. Um, for sure. So for sure. you know, anyway, um, I know Portland also played Dallas too and and a hurt Brooklyn team and and a Philly team that doesn't have Simmons. But like, I I'm ultimately just going to give Dame the credit here of mm. balled out commentary was he's he's Mamba 
as much as anybody he's in the a, league. Yeah. I mean, like, give me the ball, get out of the way. Yeah. Like, and he... He I, took one dribble across the half-court line and pulled up from the logo. <laughs> the NBA, like, it's not like the, like a... I don't know. Like it's not a, a circular logo, so it goes farther yeah. down the court either. It's like a rectangular logo, so it's a little skinnier, and he's still on the logo. <laughs> he's still just up. hitting it. And I, then they double team him coming like yeah. before he even gets to half court the next time because they're like, we're not letting you shoot because he legit has to be double teamed before half court to get the ball out of his hands. James Harden gets double teamed when he crosses half court. Dame's getting doubled before half court. He's like the closest offensive threat to Steph Curry there is. Right? Yes. Yeah. No. For sure. I. Not as talented, I don't think. I mean, they might be neck neck now. I mean, completely different situations. They were both in. So, like, imagine if Steph never got KD, right? Like, the Warriors are still really good. Steph's still great. He might still be better than Lillard, but like, Lillard's just had to deal with what he's had to deal with from his franchise for so long. (laughs) He's literally just had to put like, all right, five guys off the street. Come on, let's play. He's never had a Draymond. Not only talking just the style, but like even that quality of like a fourth Defender. guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he hasn't had a you know third and fourth option. I don't want to call KD a third option. Clay, whoever's the third option there, a third and fourth starter like those guys at yep. all. So different situations, but he's closer to that than he is the Westbrook tier. Yeah. So that's a good point. Um, that's why I gave it to to Dame as my bubble. We're pro Damian Lillard on this podcast. Yes, very we're not going to hear any negative nope. shenanigans, no nope. bad takes you have about Damian Lillard. All right, Ryan, coach of the bubble. Shout out to Monty Williams, but I give it to Nick Nurse here. Quietly, the Raptors went seven and one. Yep, and sec- ra- uh, wrapped up the second best record in the league behind the Bucks. The- Siakam wasn't even great. That's the thing. Like this team is just good. Like, they're just good. It doesn't matter who they put out there at this point. And I don't know. I think Nick Nurse could win Coach of the Year every year because I'm so impressed with him. But I I just think, like, yeah, it was great that they went. The Suns went 8-0 and all that. And Monty Williams deserves a lot of credit for that. I just think the Raptors, like, quietly have just gone about their business all year. And Nick Nurse deserves some credit here. Yeah, no, he for sure does. I would say it was hard for me to vote him in as coach of the bubble because they were really good before the That's bubble. That's a good point. Yeah. So, like, is this a continuance? But, I mean, he was probably coach of the year anyway. So, like, um, it's it's hard um, to differentiate that in my mind. But I totally get it. And, again, Siakam wasn't playing great. Lowry was pretty good. Van Fleet was good. But, like, they were playing Chris Boucher a lot of minutes, and he was good. Stanley Johnson wasn't bad. And it's like, okay, I'm trying to... <laughs> Resurrect someone yeah. from Detroit. Um, so it's like, he, he got a lot out of guys. Again, I, that that makes a good coach to me, is like getting um, a lot of production out of guys that normally wouldn't. I did go with Monty Williams. Because mm. um, the Suns bit, like, there is just... it. There's something different about the Suns um, yeah. with him leading yep. that team now. Um, and I hope he sticks around uh, Phoenix for a long time. He deserves it. He deserves so, this head coaching role, right? You know, yeah, for sure. I mean, we always knew Monty Williams was the NBA head coach, and he had some personal life um, things going on when he's with the Thunder, but he always deserved to get back to this, and he's doing a great job with it. Um, I said Jock Vaughn was my second, though, mm. and again, he took over Kenny Atkinson. Atkinson deserves a lot of credit for this team, um, getting them where they got to, but in the bubble specifically, they were without even more guys because Dinwiddie sat, DeAndre sat, um, and so it's just like we got into guys were out there. That's like Timothy Luwalu Cabaret. And I was like, TLC. Oh. I was like, this dude does not belong in the NBA. No, like straight up. No. Like this dude was like okay over in Europe. So like, <laughs> is and we know who he is at this point. Now he did have a little bit of a jump shot then I remember. Yeah. Um, but still, it was like, oh my gosh, we're playing G League guys, playing Jeremiah Martin and stuff. And I was just like. Lance Thomas, but not like the Lance Thomas that played with the Knicks and was like decent, like a different Lance Thomas. Lance Thomas that was playing with the Thunder yeah. when like Reggie Jackson was running oh my point. Gosh, um, but it was like some of these guys. It's like they were like fine G League players, but like they weren't even great G League guys. Chris Chioza's playing a ton of minutes for this mm. team. It's just like who are these guys? Like you couldn't even be like a 
top half the league team in like the Spanish league right now. If you took this team, <laughs> so they the Nets finished like what five and three or something. I think like, so like something like ridiculously good. Like, like didn't see this from the Nets at all. Oh no, I thought there was like a chance like they would have slipped below the Magic. Yeah, because the Magic like at least had guys. I know Isaac got hurt and Aaron Gordon was in and out, but the, and realistically, like I thought they were slipping below the Magic. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You're playing Toronto or Milwaukee in the first round. It's going to suck for you either way. But just the fact that, like, they were competent. They were good. They pushed Portland in that last game. You're like, more fight. Yeah, you're feisty. Like, Joe Harris, really okay. good. Like Head, he headband was, Joe. He was um, trying to kill Portland's dreams, make the playoffs. Um, like, Jarrett Allen was really good in the bubble. So Like, they figured out, like, oh, yeah, Jarrett Allen should be playing more minutes than DeAndre Jordan. So here's the deal. Jarrett Allen was my most improved player pick two seasons ago. That dude deserves just like four, thirty minutes game. Like yes. let's just like straight like DeAndre Ayton, like uh, Kyrie and Kevin Durant are gonna hoot and holler. DeAndre Jordan. De- oh, sorry, what, what did I say? Ayton. De- Ayton. DeAndre Jordan and he just shouldn't play like Jared Allen. I don't know. It felt like he was averaging 20 rebounds a game in the bubble because he there just were some came, games he legit was grabbing like 18, 19 rebounds. Cause he was just coming down with everything. And that Portland series, he had like four rebounds in one possession late in the game. Oh, was, they were killing Portland on the rebounding game on offense rebounds. I was so concerned for Portland. They couldn't like, get a rebound. He like literally just went up to Nurkic and just took the ball from him. Just like, yep, this is mine now. And Nurkic is a huge, strong center. Yeah, it's not like Nurkic is like, I don't know, like Cameron Payne. That's not like who he is. I, I, I don't know. I just think that this Nets team... I think you're right. Like you should Russell. learn something about who you've got on this team right now. Yeah, I think this was like a good like. Hey, Awakening. you have legit players on these teams that you need to win a championship. Figure out it, how to use them. It's just not going to be Kyrie and KD because that's not going to get you a championship. Those two guys, it's just not enough. Yeah, I, th- it doesn't seem like any just two man combo is enough anymore. Maybe LeBron and AD can do it, but that's like, if, ma- like man. that's like two top eight players depending yeah. on where you rank those guys yep that might be able to do it Kyrie and KD are not two top eight players um especially KD coming off an injury so I give Jock Vaughn a lot of credit for playing guys who and winning with guys that shouldn't even be in the NBA um and like being actually good competent yeah so I'll not first place but a lot of love to Jock Vaughn so we'll go we'll go first team first team all bubble so mm. we did not require p- positions because we're not idiots um <laughs> so we're gonna agree on a, a good portion of these yeah there's... so did did you have the years in any particular order no so i was just thinking of like if i wanted to put together a starting lineup here's what mm-hmm. here's how i would do it so mine is dame devin booker jason tatum because good lord he was shooting 45 percent from three in the bubble after starting the after bubble, the worst game of all time, two of thirteen or whatever, two of eight, it was. like wasn't it like one of eighteen, two of eighteen, so what something like, like that? When he had the curls, um, but all of a sudden found step back threes and playmaking and all that stuff. Uh, T.J. Warren, because dude was also in the conversation for bubble MVP. Yes, and then Jokic, um, he wasn't statistically he wasn't the best, but he played in every single game and made the Nuggets at least competitive in every single game and i they still won a lot they still won a lot and they're the three it's because of him because no one else was playing for the nuggets for a long time so i i just think the consistency there for Jokic for me and what his impact on that team meant uh he wasn't joel Embiid who was missing several games there i i like it I, I don't know if I would have picked Jokic um, if it I was, had to pick a center. Statistically, but, it wasn't great, but yeah. their... Eye test was good. Eye test was good. Yes. Yeah. So I agree with four of the guys. So, of course, Dame and Booker, right? Of course. So TJ Warren, he you know, he started slipping a little at the end, but you, you can't knock the beginning, though. I'll give him enough credit for that. I can Tatum. I, I, I do question Tatum a little bit, but... Only because, like, he did sit at the end. Yeah. But, you know, I could have put Porzingis there or Doncic there, um, some other guys. But I'll, I'll leave Tatum because I'm a homer. And then my fifth guy, you put Jokic. I put Karis. Ooh, Karis so, LeVert. Interesting. Yes. Okay. So 
I mean, it's it's kind of going back to this Jacques Vaughn conversation of like teams knew Karras was getting the ball every single time, right? Mm. Like there was no doubt that Karras Levert was the only guy who could like create legitimately for the Nets, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter who they played, who was guarding him. He he could take smaller guys in the post, or he's like, fine, we'll play on the perimeter, and I he was hitting everything. I just there was no way to guard him, especially like that last part of the bubble so real quick his bubble stats and again he he had to miss some um because of he's carousel and he just gets hurt um <laughs> who he is um his bubble stats in the six games he played he shot 48 percent from the field wasn't even hitting threes well he only shot 26 percent made him when it mattered though um five rebounds almost seven assists steal and a half on 25 points per game so Again, especially that Portland game, you saw him. He was balling. Um, it's he did whatever he needed to do to get this team wins. And I, I think it goes back to who who were you playing with? Mm. And it's like Joe Harris, and Jared Allen are good. They're both NBA low end starters, but Karis Levert looked like a dude. Yeah, out there. And I'm if you gotta make me pick, I'm gonna pick a guard. So, so. <laughs> I debated about going with Giannis with my last spot there instead of Jokic. Um, he didn't play all all the game. Like yeah. he, I mean, he had the headbutt thing, but then he would also rest. Yeah, play first not? half and then rest second half, which is fine. Um, but I think doesn't get you an award though. Yeah, it doesn't get you. Gets you the first place in the East, but it does. It doesn't get you all bubble. It gets you rested and ready yeah. to dominate the Magic. Yep, dunk dunk over Markel Fultz. <laughs> um, so we'll go bubble MIP most improved player so if you're going homer with jason tatum on your first team (laughs) i'm going extreme homer with this pick and my pick is darius baisley well when you start from the bottom (laughs) anywhere up is uh, an improvement if we're saying uh if we're saying most improved this guy has gone from okay why was he a first round pick to oh this is definitely why he was a first round pick and at age 19 He's played in 61 games and didn't really particularly shoot the ball well before nope. the bubble. But now, since the bubble, starting, um, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, I guess. Yeah. Um, played in all eight games, shot 46% from three, Matt. <laughs> 46% yeah, the, from the three. The haven't had a actual wing who can shoot threes since james harden right like, <laughs> and like the thing is like he wasn't ter- like he, he could play make he his finishing's not great like it no. still needs to get there but that will come i think um he just looked like a competent nba player and yeah. it's like you're like okay i can see the growth here he went from literally unplayable yeah at, and during parts of the yeah. year to we're putting it like I need to put him on the floor. Yeah, like he's a legit. Like he might be an eighth, ninth guy now, but like, like for real, fully healthy games. But still, the fact that he's like in a playoff rotation that, compared that means to something, he was like the thirteenth guy on the bench. Right. Exactly. Like if we're going with most improved, that has to be in the conversation, it right? It does. Um, the other shout out I had was Cameron Payne for this award because literally being outside of the NBA. Yeah. The Suns signed him to play in the bubble. He has eight games to his name in this season. That's it. He went from shooting, I don't know, like 20% from three and being the butt of every NBA joke to now shooting 50% from three. And every conversation I'm hearing is like, the Suns have to bring this guy back. Like, yeah. Like, that's it. Like, he's your backup, got one of your backup guards now for the Phoenix Suns. I, I guess. It's like, yeah, the last year, the 2018-19 season, he played 40 games, 31 for Chicago, 9 for Cleveland. And it's like, you couldn't make it with Chicago and Cleveland. And they suck. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're know? trying to find guys, right? Like- yeah. Um, I mean, really, after that first year in OKC, the 15-16 season, his career's just been a disaster. It's been Ever horrible. since then. Um, the 16-17 season, 31 games, 20 with OKC, 11 in Chicago. 17, 18, 25 games for Chicago. Then the 40-game season I just mentioned. And then 
the bubble year. <laughs> That's all he had this year, right? It's literally just one through eight. Go look it up in like basketball reference or NBA uh, on NBA stats, and like he just has the eight games. That's it. It's incredible. So I guess if you're going from out of the league to like legit player on a eight and zero bubble team. That that's a pretty huge improvement. So again, makes a strong case there. <laughs> so but that's I, how, I mean, still Darius Baisley, please, I, I get please. It. I don't want this to be like another Terrence Ferguson where he shoots like forty percent from three for like ten games and then we never see it again, again. and he's out of the league. Um, which by the way, Terrence Ferguson should be out of the league. Um, <laughs> just, um but if the Thunder have something like long term as Shea, Dort, Baisley. That's something to build build off of. And then Steven and whoever you bring in as your fifth starter. Like, that's... that's Oh, by the way, like, 13 picks, first-round picks, whatever (laughs) it is. (laughs) Um, Yeah, package though at some point, trade up for someone. Um, So my guy for MIP was Gary Trent Jr. Mm, So I'm I'm on this Portland bandwagon, very obviously. Um, So in the bubble, he played in all eight games. He didn't actually start any of them. Um... Because they always started Mello, Collins, Nurkic in the front court, um, along with Damon CJ. But he played 34 minutes a game, so he's playing starter minutes. Um, almost 52% from the field, 51% from three on eight mm. attempts a game. Um, rebound in half, assist in half, steal a game, 17 points um, per game in total. Um, a whole bunch of smack talk with Paul George. Um <laughs> I that alone got him as my MIP. So just <laughs> and it, the big point for him is the confidence. Yeah. Right. He came out of Duke. He he shot the ball. That's what he did. He shot the ball at Duke. Um, in his like one year he played there. So now NBA, he's shooting the ball. He's doing what he's always done. He's playing defense now, which you know stats wise and box score stats at least you don't really see that mm-hmm. um part mm-hmm. of it. But just eye test. Yep. He's guarding whoever he needs to guard. The Karras took him a little bit in the fourth quarter to town because he was playing with five fouls, and they couldn't put Dame and CJ on him because um, they needed them for offense, and Mel couldn't guard um, Karras. But overall, he was a really good defender in every game. He always guarded the best player for the other team. So I'm here for Gary Trent Jr. Yep. I'm here for this development. I'm here for his long-term success and the, for the sake of the bubble. Again, he played in a lot of games this year, but not many minutes. Um, and now he's like, they had to put him out there. Yep. They, they had to put Collins on the bench, and they had to put Gary Trent Jr. out there. Which, if you want to start Collins for the rest of forever and have him only play 15 minutes a game, fine. But it Gary Trent is the guy for this team. Um, so that was really cool to discover him and like his actual potential as an NBA player going forward. So I'm going Gary Trent as Love my it. bubble MIP. Love it. So now we're in a, agreement with the rookie of the bubble. And he's not he's kind of a rookie. Uh, yeah. I it's, mean this is I the Ben Simmons conversation. Yeah, whatever. Um but Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. Like dude's averaging thirty and ten for like a three game stretch. Like come on, like that that's we talked about it a lot last week, but that's the piece that the Nuggets need to get over the hump. And yeah. like I don't if know he, if it's if this he, year, but in the very near future it might be. I mean, like if if it, he thrives in this college-like environment, like you might Why be able not? to make a Western Conference Finals run. Yep, and then it's just can you outshoot whoever out offense whoever you're playing, whether it's the Clippers or the Lakers or the Thunder, or <laughs> <laughs> whoever you know. But um, yeah, he balled out. There's no denying it. Um, if we would have made this rookie slash sophomore, you could have had more conversations about some other guys, yep. but. I, he qualifies for rookie because he didn't play his first year because of injuries. Um, I mean, Jaw was good in the last game. He overall he was he just had a good bubble, not a great bubble. Um, the triple double there in the last game was cool to get them into the playoffs or the play in. But for the most part, it was pretty set in stone. This is what it was, and Zion disappointed, unfortunately. Yep. Um, it's just and of course the high ranking or the higher drafted players don't tend to make playoff type settings, and that's just kind of the situation of it but yeah shout out michael porter jr for looking like a good basketball player um last couple things some guys are about to get paid like so, paid yeah well so it's gonna be interesting because the offseason there's not actually a lot of money to be thrown around this yeah. year so that's gonna be who's over who are the Knicks gonna overpay <laughs> exactly who is charlotte gonna overpay who's chicago gonna go try and get 
And we finally have restraint in this episode because we are now 50 minutes into this episode. Before we got to the Knicks. <laughs> Before we crapped on the Knicks. So yeah. that might be the longest streak in history. Um, the I did see a report that the Kings are interested in trying to steal Scott Perry, GM from the Knicks, to come to the Kings. Because <laughs> um, he was with the Kings when they drafted De'Aaron Fox. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, guys like, honestly, Kuzma has been good. Yeah. Um, hit the game winner the other night. Uh, Derek White. For yep. San Antonio, really good. Um, is Demar about to get paid again? <laughs> he might secure a four-year contract. Yeah, that he might opt out because it's a player option. He might opt out if he thinks he can get a legit like four for eighty. I, I'm not saying he should get a four for eighty, but I wouldn't be surprised if someone's like his bubble can, play was really can good. rethink their offense as him as like a f- point forward, and because it looked really cool when it when they were doing it. Um, it just takes a team to commit to that. Yep. And do you want to commit to a point forward, DeMar DeRozan, age 30-something, right. for four years, $80 million. I don't know, but he might be in that conversation, too. Um, a guy who looked like he deserved to get paid, and he just did, was Jalen Brown. Um, he's obviously not getting repaid, but like just the idea of, like, oh, he looked worth it. Right, um, for sure. For them. Fred Van Fleet's going to get super paid. <laughs> super paid. Back God. up the Brinks truck, as yeah. Isaiah Thomas once said. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's like, I think even like the, some smaller scale guys like Farquhar Korkmaz, yeah. he's about to get paid. Um, Shooters get paid. You know, at the end of the day, um, I need to check out Duncan Robinson's contract. That dude is going to get paid, paid. Um, like Miami, he just gonna, d- Pat Riley's going to have to sell some of his championship rings to pay this dude, right? Duncan Robinson. I, I very seriously, every single team in the NBA should want duncan robinson on their team because he doesn't dribble he just shoots and he's shooting like eight thousand percent from three i don't know how he does it it's Um, incredible that that virtual fan experience game was against the heat and it's like it dribble handoffs with bam are just unguardable you you can't do it you go under he's shooting it you go over he's just gonna throw the lob to bam yeah like there's no way around it like, and even if you go over, he's still probably going to shoot it and still probably make <laughs> it. And even if he misses it, it, like, rims out. Like, yeah. it's not like a, I don't know, like, if I were trying to shoot, like, it's not hitting off the left side of the backboard mm-hmm. and off that side of the rim. It's, like, halfway down, and it just rattles out because yeah. it there's a little bit too much force. Yeah. he His next year, it's for 1.6. It's unguaranteed. But obviously Miami's picking it up. But, um, yeah, that that's something. Uh, I think Jay Crowder's going to get paid also from that team. Jeez Louise, um, man, Jay Crowder's been so good. Goran Dragic is also a free agent. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, Miami's Miami's been a good team. Um, so, yeah, shout out to the guys that are about to get paid because of the bubble. Pascal's about to get paid, right? Did he get, not get paid? I don't know if he... They. I thought they said they were going to wait until after this I thought season. he got paid. I thought he May, got the He deal. might have. Yeah, they agreed to it in the offseason. Okay, okay. Um, but, he, again, one of those guys is like, yeah, you, de- you deserve it. Um, the Ra- Raptors have a lot of guys that are free agents, so, like, Gasol and Ibaka, like, may have got themselves, like, a two- or three-year deal. Yeah, is it Lowry? He got Um, a one-year extension. Lowry, yeah, he's on the books for 30 mil next year. He got that extension. Um, So, there are definitely some guys um, for for Toronto, like, Boucher's a free agent. Boucher, someone's going to pay Boucher, like, 10 million a year, um, unnecessarily. We're going to get his Bismack Biombo type situation (laughs) again, but... Hey, shout out um, the Wizards, because Yon Mahimi's coming off the books, finally. Woo! Um, We did it! All right, so... Playoff predictions. So um, we don't have to really give much explanations or reasons as to why, but we'll run through um, East, West. So we'll start with the playing game. Ryan, Blazers, Grizzlies. Blazers in one. Dame's going to say, "I've uh, we got to move on. We yeah. got to rest up. Let's get this one. Uh, I'm picking Blazers in two. Okay. For the solution of they look exhausted, Blazers. Yeah. And also They're... the Grizzlies, like they kind of figured something out last game. Yep. So we'll we'll see. Um, but I'll go, Blazers either way, but I'll go Blazers in two. Bucks Magic? Bucks in five. I gave them Bucks in four. I just um, think the Magic are going to do that Raptors thing where yeah. they still game. Like DJ Augustine's going to hit a three over Giannis, and that's going to be his career highlight. Yep. Um, Raptors Nets? Raptors in four. See, I went Raptors in five. So my, we just flipped. There. My love for the Raptors is just yeah. it's too, it's good. It's too much. I'll give Karis Levert a game. Um in there and that's it. Uh 
Celtics 76ers. This is the most intriguing one. This is by far the, I think, most fun first round matchup. I say Celtics in seven. I'm afraid that's going to go seven. I really. I think this is the most likely series to go seven. I think so too. I don't know if I trust the 76ers at all. Um, So part of this is Homer. Part of this is I. I have no idea with Embiid. Like I know he's coming back because he's quote unquote healthy. I have no tr- like faith that this guy is healthy at all. Is um, he in shape? Is he mentally going to play every single game? Like, there's going to be games in this series where he goes for like forty, ten, and yeah, like six, and then there's going to be games where he goes like ten and three and two or something yeah. stupid. Yeah. So I'm going to go because. Kimba's been good. Jason's been good. Jalen's been good. Gordon's been good. Tice has been good. Marcus has been good. Like everyone who's they put on the floor has been good. Like no one's playing poorly right now. No one's yeah. like okay, you cannot play him. Right. And also Simmons is not playing. Simmons That's not playing. Thing. That's a big thing. Guarding Tatum is I think a huge deal. So I'm gonna go Celtics in five. Ooh, okay. Just I. I, I don't trust the 76ers at all. And I think the Simmons loss defensively hurts more than I think people realize. Uh, last one, Heat Pacers. Uh, I got Heat in five. I think the Pacers just can't score. I got Heat in six. I'll give the Pacers a little bit more, but not much. I think Miami is just a well-oiled machine. I know the Pacers actually won the other day, but Miami wasn't playing a bunch of dudes. It's so going to be interesting to see if uh, the Pacers give jimmy butler like the honest treatment of just like stand in the paint and like shoot because he can't make anything right now yeah i mean like he's not shooting threes so make him shoot threes yeah um all right so lakers and then we picked blazers for both of us so lakers blazers i got lakers in five i think i i mentioned that i thought the blazers had a better shot of playing the lakers um last podcast but i i think they've just given it all to even get in the playoffs and now uh, they look exhausted, and I think the Lakers are going to be well-rested, and LeBron's going to be more than enough to take care of the Blazers. If it didn't take so much energy out of the Blazers to get here, I, I would say more games than this, but I'm also going to go Lakers in five. I could the, see it going six, but I, I, I think the Lakers A are nuclear take... Dame game and yep. then a rest of Portland is good game could get it to six, but yeah, I'm, I wish it was more. I think yep. it'll be five good games, though. Yeah. Five entertainment down down to the wire yeah. games. All right, Clippers, Mavericks. Clippers and four. Whoa, you got a full sweep. Yeah. So here's the deal: the Mavericks don't play defense, no. and their <laughs> late game offense is terrible. Yeah. And, and they have two of the best defenders in the league. So <laughs> there's that. Something's gotta give. Um, I'll go Clippers and six. Okay. I just I'm giving Doncic a game, and I'm giving Porzingis a game. Like they're gonna win two, and the the unfortunate part might be like those guys have great games and then Kawhi still hits a shot or Paul George still hits a shot and it's just like well that was all for nothing which is what you're saying like it could just happen or like they just collapse at the end because they're the Mavericks um I'm trying to be optimistic for the Mavericks and again I I want a lot of these games I want a lot of Clippers Mavericks games it'll be fun I mean I think they'll be close up until like five minutes left in the fourth quarter and then Someone's and then take over. Kawhi is going to take clamp down Doncic for two possessions, and then who's guarding Paul George and Kawhi yeah. on the other end? Yeah, good point. Um, all right, so we'll go Nuggets Jazz next. Nuggets and six. I think this has the second best chance of going seven this series. Wow. Um, I think these teams. I mean, the Jazz hunted, hunted this matchup they lost games intentionally (laughs) to get down to the six Um, they were begging for san antonio to beat them in the last game they they were (laughs) they were legit like i just don't want to play the rockets that's essentially quinn snyder and the utah jazz through like they were like waving the white flag at houston um i i don't think the jazz have enough playmaking and scoring no that's still the issue and i think nuggets murray porter jr Jokic are more than enough to take care of this team. Yeah. So I'm going to say Nuggets in five. I'm going to be mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. I, I, I need to check on the status of Will Barton for this team. Um, Wing defender. I kill, you need him. I care less about Gary Harris at this point because he was playing like trash. Um, <laughs> but if Will Barton can come back and like play, and again, I don't know if he will or not, I wouldn't. This would be my bold like 
Nuggets in four. Oh, oh yeah. I'm just, I'm not here for the Jazz. If they had Bogdanovich, I would be much more inclined yeah. to talk about the Jazz, but Clarkson just hasn't been particularly, he had the one really nice game and like a game that mattered. And since then, nothing he's done, if he's done anything, has been anything meaningful. Conley's, he's fine. He's good again, but not great. Mitchell's been really good, but I, I don't know. I don't know if it's good enough. If you're putting Jokic versus Mitchell, I'm picking Jokic at this point. I go bear. I'm not worried. I think Paul Millsap. You could throw Paul Millsap on him and go Ooh, clamps. That's kind of an interesting matchup. Is that how are they going to switch? Like how is yeah. switching going to be in this series? Yep. Um, and then see, I need Joe Ingles to guard Michael Porter Jr. or Paul Millsap, and that's just not <laughs> going to work. So yeah. Um, sneaky thing about the Jazz, they've like slipped to like middle of the road defense in the yes. league, and like. They that's, don't guard on the perimeter, which that, is kind of a problem. Because at least what, with Gobert, like if he drops, you gotta have someone who's like aggressive over the top around screens mm, and tell me who's not. doing that. Royce yeah. O'Neal, but he's guarding the four now because you have no one else to play the four. And so the four isn't involved in a lot of pick and rolls right. with the five men. So there's there's that. Um also I like the Nuggets bench a little more. Um Monte Morris is really good, really underrated backup point guard. Yep. Really uh, knows what he's doing there. Tory Craig's again good. Tory Craig is like the Nuggets' seventh guy, and like Tory Craig on the Jazz is Royce O'Neal, and he's their fourth <laughs> guy. So tells you a little about their depth. I don't know. I'm just not here for the Jazz this year. I'm not really here for the Jazz ever, but not this year especially. <laughs> I think the the most interesting matchup in this is Jokic Gobert. Like yeah. how does how do those guys bang down in the post? Like are they going to be? It, I'm I'm very serious. Put Millsap on him because he won't foul him. Yeah, and then just let Jokic guard Royce O'Neal because who cares? And he's not going to do anything. So he like right he's going to stand in the corners. He's not even setting screens. So yeah. you're not even putting him and Jokic in pick and rolls. So you know I'm and, not worried about it. Theoretically, if you do put them in pick and roll, it's like okay, Royce O'Neal have a, as many above the break threes as you, you want. want. Yeah, seriously, just Jokic just. Play it and the guard fight over the top. Don't even switch it. Just Jokic. Get back when you can. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you feel like it. So Saunter over there <laughs> at your earliest convenience. Uh, that's exactly how I need Michael Malone to explain it to him. Um, last one. Thunder Rockets. It breaks my heart, but I got Rockets in six. I was so hoping you'd pick the Thunder um, on this. I'm very tempted to pick the Thunder. Man, I, it, with Westbrook out, it's going to be interesting. The thing is that they have the best player, like the Rockets have the best player on the floor yes. at any given time, and yeah. James Harden, and they like if Dort's not healthy, that's it's so weird that Lou Dort being healthy is like the maybe the, <laughs> the turning point, the hinge in this series. <laughs> uh, if he's not healthy, your guys you can guard James Harden list becomes much shorter, yes. and it's like Andre Robertson's not ready to go out there for thirty plus minutes, no. and even though he's played in spurts, it's gonna be like. More like 10 minutes. He can't, he can't guard James Harden when he's out there yep. right now. He can yep. guard the P.J. Tuckers and Robert Covingtons yep. right now and be a good team defender, but he's not guarding the Harden at this point. Yeah. Um, I'm afraid Steven Adams is going to get played off the floor a little bit. That's, That's going to be an interesting thing, though. Thunder are not a good offensive rebounding yes. team, and they need to be in the series to get that advantage. That's what, when you play Houston... When Houston looks bad, it's because they just there's just a center who just abuses them inside, and it's like Brooke Lopez and like just doesn't settle. Brooke yep. Lopez went for like twenty in like the third quarter when they played each other, and then after that they stopped giving him the ball. And when he would get the ball, he would just settle for like fadeaways and jump shots. It's like no, just, like literally just go stand in front of the rim and stick your arm up, and you will dunk the ball. And there's no one who can do anything about it. Like, seriously, we could just go old-school basketball. Just lob it every single time. Yeah, like, there's absolutely nothing anyone for Houston can do about it. I just... That's not really Steven Adams' game. That's, the no. Thunder don't really play that way. They don't. I don't know if they'll take advantage of it enough. So, I'm afraid he's going to get played off, and then all of a sudden you don't have great wing depth, especially with Dort hurt. I'm afraid Terrence Ferguson's going to have to like play, or Diallo's <laughs> going to have to play. And then once you get to that point, you're screwed. The so. inter- interesting thing is, like, what is... The- the Thunder's small ball lineup. Like, are you yeah. putting Gallo at the five all of a sudden? Baisley played some five. Are you playing, like, games. Gallo, Baisley, and then the three guards? Right. Like, that might work, but then, like, all of a sudden, you're super small on Robert Covington. Yeah, and P.J. Tucker. Like, those guys might go abuse you inside. Um, I, is that the worst thing ever? No. 
It's just, again, who's guarding James Harden. Yeah. And I think the other piece here is that, like, the Rockets lose a ton of rebounding with Westbrook. Like, a yes. ton of yes. rebounding, which is saying something about where the Rockets at. But um, did you say your pick? Did you Rockets and have... six. Rockets and six. There well. you go. That's um, it. Yep. That's our playoff predictions. Uh, we'll be taking, essentially, effectively a week off. We're going to be doing the... Um, one, two, three, Cancun for Ryan Parker. There we go. So, uh, Matt, do you need to add anything else before we wrap this podcast up? No, I'm out. <laughs> That's Get it. Get me out of the bubble. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening to episode 76. Uh, we appreciate your listen. Um, like I said at the top of the show, follow us on social media and give us a rating on your favorite podcast platform. We will see you back for episode 77. Yeah.